0: Chapter 18, Sliding Into the Nine Words. You may be apprehensive about how to get started towards those nine words. At first, you're likely to feel very nervous. The biggest problem isn't with your friend's response. It is the thoughts running through your own head about the potential. The enemy will show up as the accuser, Revelation 12.10. Who are you to be imposing your religion on a friend? Are you crazy? Your friend doesn't want to hear about your church. Are you so stupid that you would open yourself up to being laughed at? You have to remind yourself of the truth. Remember that Jesus quoted scripture when Satan took him on. You should do the same. All that aside, you do need some ways to slide into the conversation before the nine words. You have to change the subject to get to the nine words. They won't fit in until you do. If you wait for just the right time, it may never come. This is your subject to open up, not theirs. You were the fisherman, your friend is the fish. It is usually not a good time to ask if others are around because your friend might not feel comfortable with the others listening to the conversation. You're best to wait until you are alone. Have this conversation face to face Because as you will recall, this isn't a black or white issue. This is information gathering on your part. Much of the information you can gather is in the facial expression and body language of your friend. But regardless of these two points, you are better to get this done. Don't hide behind your phone unless you have to. Make it a face-to-face conversation. Ask the Lord to give you the right moment. He will guaranteed. In your personal conversation, try this whenever there is a lull. By the way, with your name, this might not be something you were interested in at the time, your cup of tea, Uh, but I've been thinking of you and it occurs to me that I would like to invite you to my church. Now start listening. Another version of that is based on your knowledge or previous discussion. By the way, so-and-so, I know you're not a religious person, and neither am I. Uh, You are a very busy person, and so am I. Uh, You've had a bad experience before, and I truly get that. But I've been thinking of you, and it occurs to me that I would like to invite you to my church. And if you have to, again. If you have had a relationship with this person for a long time, for example, they might have been your next door neighbor for years. Here's a good way to start. By the way, so-and-so, I need to apologize to you for something. Uh, You might have noticed that we leave the house in the same time every Sunday morning. Uh, I know that I've mentioned that we go to church before. Uh, I need to ask you to forgive me, but it occurs to me that I should have said this to you a long time before now. I would like to invite you to my church. Even more simple than that is to link the two subjects together that don't really link. I so-and-so, this is a beautiful day, isn't it? And I'd like to invite you to my church. The word and is very powerful when used instead of but. For example, I know you think religion sucks and I would like to invite you to my church is a great way to confuse and motivate at the same time. One would expect an apologetic stance. I know you think religion sucks, but I would like to invite you to my church anyway. The first version puts you on offense and you can slip in all the because material you learn from your research. Get started. Make it your aim to identify two people a day to initiate the conversation with. It might take you the whole week to get to the two, but if you put it off until tomorrow, you may never get to it. Over time, you may find that two a day isn't out of the question for you. Two a day, five days a week, times 50 weeks a year equals 500. 500 a year likely equals five or more new people coming to Jesus. That is way more than the joy most people experience in a lifetime.